I am Stephanie. Yeah, every week after week we yeah, are. Okay. <laughs> I'm say, we just started. Welcome back, you guys. <laughs> I am Stephanie Martinez Brave. You are listening to This Is Real with Dr. Love, aka Juan Martinez, aka Pastor Juan, aka <laughs> what is what else? What's the other things they call him? But he's an author. Yes, yes. Um man, Pastor Juan, uh, as you know, my name is Stephanie, and Pastor Juan is out on vacation, a much needed vacation. Yeah. Give it up to yeah. him. Yeah. Come on, y'all. Woo-hoo. We're super excited that he gets to rest, Sticking enjoy his toes time in the sand. with yes, Pastor Ruthie, and just chill and be able to recover, rest, and come back energized and refreshed. So um, we are here covering for him, and we have just a special show for you guys. Um, we don't have to reintroduce him, but I'm gonna go ahead and do it. I've got um, two special people in the building with me. We got Pastor Todd Holt hey. and Pastor Megan McCullough. Hello. Yes, yes. They are just amazing. And man, last week we really <laughs> we kind of went. We had Pastor Tanya with us, you know. Yeah. Um, but before we get started, man, shout out to everyone who has subscribed. Shout out to everyone who has been writing yes. us. Um, man, appreciate it, y'all. It's just super amazing. We are still reaching as many prisons as possible Mm -hmm. we still have to hit that goal and cover all of the prisons in texas so if you are listening and you haven't purchased a beyond the yellow brick road book please do because everyone that gets purchased one is given away to someone who is incarcerated and we just love hearing those stories of everyone who has just um, been impacted with the book we know that it is you know from the lord that pastor juan Um, was able to write it he's working on more books so those are coming up too but this one especially you know for those with an incarcerated mind and Mm -hmm. you know mindset so if you're incarcerated in person or in your mind i encourage you to get the book and you don't even have to do the work for it we do it for you you know we we send it out to people who are behind bars and we just um man we just love that mission so please continue with that help us get there um purchase a book purchase a box of books you know what i'm saying like let us know if you want to sponsor a prison um let us know in the comments or send us an email um but then also everyone who is listening on the podcast you know that podcasts are where it's at sometimes you can't really watch sit down and watch a full youtube uh, video or a channel so if you're listening on the podcast we appreciate you guys and everyone writing us letters too thank you so much i actually got um some shout outs because they were congratulating me on getting married so i was like man Woo. thank you guys so that's cool we appreciate y'all <laughs> and spread the word let everybody know um, where to listen but we have been talking about last week we had pastor todd and tanya here and we've been talking about family first mm-hmm. and we just had a great great conversation if you missed it you yeah. need to go on the youtube channel go on the get wrapped app find it um and listen to it because it was just such an amazing thing but we're continuing that um same vein on family first because man we've been talking about the role of children yeah. right and so what do you guys think so far how has that like hit you i think man this and depending on what season you're in, I would have to say that this is one of my favorite, most impactful personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but not only for us personally as a family, but I think a message that we all need to hear. Yes. That the church in general, not our church, but church, is not talking about, we're not addressing. Mm-hmm. And as Pastor Juan said, we have a problem in our society yeah. with identity and with the media and with the culture trying to teach our children and brainwash them mm-hmm. to think that they are someone that they're not. Mm-hmm. What is not okay is okay and acceptable. And now you have people walking around with a certain title and it's becoming more and more desensitized in our culture. Mm-hmm. But Pastor Juan, it starts at home. 
Yeah. And how he talked about it was interesting when he said the title that um, Family First for this Sunday was God's Role for Children. Mm-hmm. In my head, I'm like, <laughs> yes, my kids, you know how yeah, we do. all the parents. I'm so excited to have them sit there and yeah. listen. Mm-hmm. But how Pastor Juan is so gifted and anointed yeah. that he just brings it back that it's, you know what, children, this is your role yeah. to be obedient for submission, to love God. You're doing it out of your love for God, mm-hmm. not out of a place of fear mm-hmm. of consequences, but then circles to round back around to the parents Yeah, to say, look, don't worry about what you've done. You can change it and it's never yep. too late. You know, so good. You know I'm, I'm just going to piggyback off what you yeah. just said about uh, the world trying to um, dictate yeah. how we think about things yeah. and how we view things. I was in my study this past week, I've been in Colossians and Colossians talks about in Colossians two and four, it talks about uh, be careful that you're not tricked by mm. uh, plausible arguments. And that really jumped out mm. to me because when it talks about plausible arguments, the world is gonna give you something that seems right. Right. Yeah. It, it makes sense to the natural mind, but the end thereof is destruction. Mm-hmm. And we gotta be very careful that we, the view that we have about family, the view that we have about our lives, how we live our lives is not based on plausibility or what yeah. seems right, but what is right, right, and that is the Word of God. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking around and I'm thinking, wow, we've got actually a pretty diverse table here right now we because do. we're thinking of role, you know, yeah. of the role of a child, and so we all come from different mm-hmm. backgrounds, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so yeah. our childhood probably looked some similarities, but totally different, yeah. right? And so even though we are different ages and different backgrounds. Um, again, it's the upbringing and our, I mean, unfortunately, society yeah. and our environment and even your household dictates um, who you were as a child, right? Mm-hmm. So you guys are parents mm-hmm. and obviously a lot of parents who are listening or were listening um, may feel some type of way, right? Because they're like, ooh, maybe you get that thought of like, I missed it, you know? I didn't instill yeah. the word into my children or maybe you're a parent who was absent and you're like, I was absent in my child's life and so I didn't even get to do the training, teaching, you know, and right. then trusting. Now I'm just appearing yeah. and um, it, it, there, it feels like there's work to do, right? Yeah. Um, but then there's a flip side that I think is really awesome and I th- we talked about it last week is that man as a community as a church mm-hmm. community like we have roles and responsibilities for the children of god that we have placed in our lives yeah. too you know whether they're your natural born children or not and so as a church um what are some of the i would say not so much challenges but what are some of the like new obviously okay let me rephrase it because it's not new there's nothing new under the sun right but what are kind of like the tricks I feel like the tricks of the enemy right now you mentioned identity Mm -hmm. what are some other things that the generation of children now are facing that you feel like we didn't face in our generations well I don't know that we didn't didn't um, didn't face these things but I think what's what's happening is and especially in my generation, we, we, we didn't have the Twitter, we didn't have mm-hmm. the, the different media. different uh, medias that, that were able Exposure, to, to, yeah. to highlight it. Mm-hmm. And so now we've become emboldened with sinful, a sinful, selfish culture. Yep. Yeah. And, and I think one of the things that, that children have to, to battle today that, that we didn't necessarily deal with is this, this entitlement this entitlement that that 
that I'm just as, um, I don't want to say just as valuable because we are just as valuable. Our opinion is just as valuable, but we listen to adults yeah. a little bit more because we didn't have we didn't have all the opinions, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we didn't have we didn't have necessarily the support of mm-hmm. of a negative voice yeah. from media or whatever. And so what Mama said went. Yeah, and it wasn't didn't mean that it was always right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the reality is, we've gotten to the place now where where our children. And even ourselves uh, have gotten where we just don't listen to people. We we become so selfish in our culture that it's all about me, mm-hmm. all about what I want, all about what makes me comfortable. Yeah. And if it doesn't make me comfortable, then I'm not going to listen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's through our discomfort, it's through our struggle. The Bible says Jesus learned obedience through his struggle. Yeah. It's through our discomfort. It's through submitting to. Uh, the leadership of others that we learn and we don't have to go through the struggles they went through because we learn by faith and not Mm -hmm. by sight. Yeah. It's like that influx of information, right? We're just flooded right now. Mm -hmm. You're right with information, Mm -hmm. even for children and for parents, right? Because you're like, oh, we'll do this. Don't do that. Well, this parenting style, that parenting style, you know, and then like Pastor Juan mentioned, the government, the schools, the media, the church, everybody wants to have a say yeah. on how you raise your children. But what we need to do is be getting to the word. Go mm-hmm. ahead, Pastor Megan. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh. She's like, let me at them. <laughs> the thing that has us in our home right now with our children that really just, oh man, gets to me at the core that we are fighting in a spiritual realm yeah is the opinion and voices exactly of other people Mm. so what's happening is we sit down and have a conversation with our kids in our house about this is what the bible says about this and i'm just going to be specific i'm going to talk about um gay marriage okay i'm just gonna i'm just gonna talk about it this is real go ahead talking to our kids about that so here's what we combat because it's become so acceptable right because the rainbow has now become a symbol of pride and not Mm -hmm. a symbol of god's promise Mm -hmm. it's been taken it's twisted and it's turned yeah Mm -hmm. now because that's always on display and we're allowing it to happen because as christians we back off because we don't want to offend anyone because Mm -hmm. we have allowed the opinions of others to say oh you're a christian Mm -hmm. you shouldn't talk to me like that or we can talk in a respectful manner and put our foot down, but now we're the bad guys because we're not acting like Christ. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it's this vicious cycle of constant blaming one another. And so what's happening is when we talk about a topic like this, Mm -hmm. it's, well, mom, why are you being judgmental? Mm -hmm. They need to be who they want to be. They can be whoever they choose to be. Yeah. And so now I am fighting my child who really, and I mean this with all due respect, is not mature enough to even understand and process the level that it takes to understand from both sides of the spectrum. So now they're looking at us as parents like we're being judgmental because there's so many people around them that are accepting and their parents are telling them it's okay to be what you want. It's mm-hmm. okay to be a guy if you feel like, if you're a girl and you feel like you want to be a guy. Yeah. And it's so, it's going on that now our kids are looking at us as the parents, like we're the judgmental ones. Yeah. And that's not just in, in homosexuality. That's in, it's in every area. area. I'm just area giving that life. as one example yeah, in our definitely. home yeah. that we've had conversations mm-hmm. about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's important what you just said and uh, is having conversations. I think that's correct. where it starts. Communication. Mm-hmm. You know, because I think... Um, I mean, even for me, who I'm not at, I'm not 
at the same age as you guys are, but I know it's not, it wasn't that normal to have difficult conversations at home. It wasn't. Mm -hmm. Right? It was, I mean, even though I grew up in a Christian home and we read the Bible every day and, you know, I knew right from wrong and all those things, but the the hard conversations, the tough conversations about sex, about, you know, Mm -hmm. um, homosexuality, drugs, alcohol, all those different things probably weren't had as much as they should be. And so I think that's, it's what's so important right now is to be able to equip parents to say, hey, if you ain't gonna have the conversations, they gonna Somebody be having else them. Is gonna yeah. have them. They're having them at They're school. They're it. having them in their classrooms. Yes, they have they them are. on TV, on TikTok, on their phone, everywhere. And they will be influenced by it. Oh, I absolutely. You for a fact yeah. Because and whatever so for, you give ear to, you will eventually start mm-hmm. to believe that. And for parents, it's like, man, I bet that's tough, right? Yeah. I'm not a parent, but I know, like, it, it's it's hard. It's difficult to say, okay, especially if you feel like you haven't. Um, you haven't instilled that from the beginning, Mm -hmm. you know? But Mm -hmm. having conversations, just starting there, is what's important, and transparency. I'm going to give you one step before Mm -hmm. having conversations. Mm -hmm. Uh, We need to not only have conversations, but we need to uh, train up a child in the way they should go. And what I mean by that is even when they are one and when they are two, um, we we start out with these. We have our babies, and we we put Mm -hmm. them up in our face, Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden... (laughs) They we Google Gaga yeah. and then they they slap us in the face mm-hmm. right? and we laugh and then we laugh at it yeah and we laugh at we laugh at and we make memes of little kids being disrespectful mm-hmm. and think that it's funny and we think that laughs off we can laugh it off and then when they get five and six and seven and eight ten on down the line we wonder why now we're we're dealing with with some mm-hmm. wayward juveniles yeah yeah. And the truth of the matter is that we have to instill discipline, uh, which that word discipline is the word that comes uh, that we get disciple from, right? Yeah. So we have to disciple our kids from the very beginning so that they see and they are influenced more by us than they are by the world. Yeah. I know this, this might sound crazy, but, you know, the Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Yeah. And and you can say, I don't know where the, how people are going to feel about this, but I was afraid of my dad. Yeah, yeah. I was literally afraid of my dad. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that fear that I had for my dad, and not that he would have, you know, but because I did get a whooping every once in a while, yeah. you know, that yeah. fear, yeah. when I got to school and I wanted to act a fool, Mm-hmm. All somebody had to say was, I'm about to call your dad. Yeah. Yep. And then that 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 craziness stopped, right? Mm-hmm. Because my, my dad showed himself not just as someone that's going to abuse you or whatever, but as an authority figure. And then he modeled Christ in front of me mm-hmm. on a daily basis. And so I was able to see that, and, and it kept me out a whole lot of stuff. Yeah. And um, Hebrews, Pastor Juan was sharing Hebrews 5, 7 through 8 says, In the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverence, Mm -hmm. what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Although he was a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered. And so when we're speaking of the role of children, um, 
I think that reverence is something that's super important, you know, because yes, we had that fear, you know, and my parents, it's funny because for me, my parents are always like, um, no, we never, we I never brought you in you. this world. We I'm going to take you out too. <laughs> yeah. Well, my parents, you know, we did get whoopings, but they're like, oh no, we never hit you 70. And I was like, eh, maybe I got like once or one or, once or twice, not that many, you know, <laughs> which is true. But they're like, no, yeah. you never got one. Um, but that reverence, the knowing that, hey, this is wrong or this yeah. is something that would displease my household, my family, my parents, myself, my body, all of those things. Like that's the difference between just doing something because they said not to do it and then really fully having an understanding, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but you want to share something, Pastor Bing? <laughs> I was just going to share what Pastor did in John yeah. where it says, if you love me, and he made a point mm-hmm. to put the comma and emphasize, if you love me, right. mm-hmm. pause, mm-hmm. you will keep my commandments. And then it's, it's the importance of that word love, if you mm-hmm. love me. Because that's also the difference between the lordship mentality mm-hmm. versus mm-hmm. just the God in your life. Yes. But then also the law mentality versus walking by the spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when you love someone, naturally you, you want to please them. You want to please yeah. them. Mm-hmm. But yeah. in loving someone, I think it's safe to say there's also a level of respect yeah. and honor mm-hmm. that also comes with love. And what Pastor Todd said was perfect. You had the example of discipline. Yeah. Okay. But you loved and honored your father. Why? Because he modeled it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he he was walking out truth mm-hmm. versus if we have a parent, mm-hmm. and maybe there's some people that are saying, Well, what do I do if I have a parent that I am fearful of and they're not walking out Christ? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're abusing me mm-hmm. or they're not modeling that what would mm-hmm. you say pastor Todd about that Ooh, let's go to commercial break because oh, that's wow. a good okay. one because <laughs> it's true there's a yeah, lot of there is, is a, because that's just say, a reality submit. you let's know th- do that but. is a reality and so it's it's important to know what to do in those scenarios to where you're like man it says to obey my parents honor them but my parents and what I read in scripture don't line up so we're going to talk about that you guys stick around stay tuned and we'll be right back welcome back you guys I am Stephanie and I've got Pastor Todd and Pastor Megan in the building. Mm-hmm. We are here subbing for um, Dr. Love, a.k.a. <laughs> or is it Pastor Juan, a.k.a. Dr. Love? I don't know how you feel. But um, <laughs> we're talking about the role of a child, you know, obviously, uh, according to his word. And so Pastor Megan left us with a really interesting question, which I feel like is really important to know, right? Because it, it applies to a lot of households. So what if you are that child who is with parents who do not believe in the Lord and so what they are doing doesn't line up with how they should be treating their children mm-hmm. and Pastor Todd's got to answer that one okay. <laughs> I directed it to so. Pastor yeah, Todd yeah, yeah. <laughs> well that's that's um that is an age-old question right, um, right. that everybody has but I, I would say honoring God and honoring Amen. your parents uh, honoring God and honoring a parent that is not um walking with God you can do both. Yeah. Um, you can actually honor them by the way you talk to them. That's good. The, by yeah, the way good. you respect them. You can even disagree. Even in marriage, even whatever role we have, we can disagree in a respectful yeah. and honoring way. Yeah. And as a child, if all you can do, and I, I won't say as a child, but as everybody, all mm-hmm. you can do is control who you are. You can't yep. control how somebody exactly. else is living. Mm-hmm. And and I would say for the most part, 
when you get to the place where you're old enough to understand something is wrong, mm-hmm. if the Holy Spirit is telling you, if, you, if you're if you walking with the Lord enough yeah. that the Holy Spirit is bringing it to your mind, hey, what mom and daddy is doing is wrong. Mm-hmm. I would say lean into that voice Amen. because that is the voice of God wanting to be a father for you yeah. in the place of the father, parent does not. Yeah, that's really good advice. Not being who they are mm-hmm. uh and i would i would challenge all of us grown folk mm-hmm. stop using stop using what your mom and your daddy did as an excuse to stay in sin that's Amen. good okay and and, <laughs> yeah. and i get it i get it you didn't have a model you didn't have a model growing up of a loving parent mm-hmm. and a loving father but I, I our own pastor he didn't have a have a he he said the same thing he didn't have a model of a, of a loving yeah, father as well but God became his father, and we have to get to the place where we take responsibility yeah. for our own salvation and stop making excuses. Mm-hmm. Because the Bible says the attributes of God, the character of God can clearly be seen in mm-hmm. things that were made. And so so we don't, it leaves us without an excuse, yeah. right? So yeah. I would say just press into the Lord at this point and ask God, okay, be my father. Yeah. And then submit to not only parents but there there are people in our in our lives that God places in our lives for model to model mm-hmm. Christianity to model faith uh the Bible yeah. talks about a threefold cord is not easily broken and the reality is I might not know a lot you know right now if if I don't know much about hair right because I don't have any <laughs> hair right yeah but two of you got the longest hair I'm you know some long hair if i wanted to know something about mm-hmm. hair i would come to you and say well yeah. how do you deal yeah. with yours yeah. i would look for somebody who has attributes that i want yep. and then say hey how can i walk in what you're walking in yeah. and we have to as christians take this responsibility there where we take out ownership of our relationship with god and seek out people mm-hmm. seek out count the bible mm-hmm. says there's safety in the multitude of wise mm-hmm. counsel so seek out counsel and and walk and be mentored and be discipled in yeah. order to, to, to fall in love with and, Jesus. And that's what I was going to say, even going back to where you first started about the uh, kind of like the influx of information. Man, there's really no excuse as mm-hmm. parents, you know, to say that you do not have the tools or the ability yeah. to change the course of your upbringing of maybe you grew up in a bad home or maybe your parents weren't um, doing the proper, you know, upbringing, training, teaching, and, and trusting of a child but man like pastor todd said i keep wanting to say pastor pastor todd said um you know there's so many there's so many amen there's so many people that um so many resources and it's it's kind of sad that we don't take it um as serious as we do maybe for a job right Mm because if it was a job we'd go take oh we need the certification okay cool let me go do this 24-hour course or let me go do this you know different thing if it's for you know a class or anything like that a licensing all of those things yesterday megan was on you were you had a a a pamphlet that i had (laughs) and you didn't know how to do something you went to youtube and said okay how do you how do you Mm -hmm. make this happen we search out the things that mean something exactly and there's so many Mm -hmm. people so many believers um and we were talking about it at live at nine earlier this week and so many believers that have gone through so many different things right like we have blended families we have mm-hmm. uh, fatherless children we have single parent homes all of those things mm-hmm. and none of those things are bad but we, we we are not like not every believer comes from quote unquote a perfect family mm-hmm. unit yeah. but they're 
through those struggles they learned and through the word they've gotten the tools to apply them to say hey i don't know how to deal with my teenager yeah. right now mm-hmm. my teenager is just flipping out i can't get them to there's no father in the house and so i need help you're yeah. not alone you know what i'm saying you're not alone there are obviously um biblical principles for those stages of life mm-hmm. you know and if you don't know where to start just coming to church mm-hmm. i mean it takes a village to raise our kids mm-hmm. not just us on our own it takes the the people around us the grandparents our friends our family youth mm-hmm. different people to be able to pour into them and what you were saying about you know we we put so many other things as a priority mm-hmm. but i will say from the place that i am as a parent that i get more than ever is that yes we go to work you get up you do things you're like man i really don't want to do this today but you do yeah. it why because if you don't there's going to be a consequence yeah that consequence don't is your bills paycheck. aren't going to be paid <laughs> there will not low. be food on the table <laughs> but what i want you to do is mm-hmm. take that same scenario and apply it to your children's lives and to your life in the home. Because right now they may be two or three years old running around with a pacifier in their Mm -hmm. mouth. But I guarantee you that if you don't start somewhere and don't beat yourself up for not starting at all, that fruit, that not having food on the table from a paycheck, Mm -hmm. what's gonna happen is when he's 16, 17 years old and he's talking back to you and he's not getting it and he doesn't wanna hear anything that you have to say, it's the same fruit of the product of the lack thereof that you didn't take the time to do. Mm-hmm. And now you have to go back to train, teach, and trust. And when it comes to trusting a 17-year-old, 18-year-old, I'm talking from experience, <laughs> mm-hmm. you can't go to the trust yeah. phase in your yeah. mind as a parent because you're beating yourself up because there really wasn't the training and teaching. Yeah. So now when they're supposed to be trusted, you're it's a battle mm-hmm. because it hasn't been a foundation that's been applied. I'm gonna so share good. something. I know it ain't gonna be popular to especially <laughs> to these teenagers. I know it's not gonna be popular. But check this out. We we just you just talked about earlier how the influence of the world is mm-hmm. so so mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. big. One of the things we need to start doing is not just modeling Jesus but taking away anything that models the world. Yeah. Yeah. We there have to stop. Fortnite. We have to stop <laughs> letting we and I'm and listen, I'm not trying to be this over yeah. this you ogre know, or whatever, you're, you're right. but but you complain about we complain about social media leading our kids mm-hmm. and then we let a 10-year-old have a have a Facebook or yep. Yep. or yep. Facebook or what's the other page? Well, you have Instagram, these, TikTok, Instagram. Instagram. We 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 complain Snapchat. about all these these different mediums and yeah. then we allowed our kids to stay up at two o'clock three o'clock in the morning yeah. and watch different programs that are far more adult than they need to mm-hmm. and we give them we give them oh I want to I want to let them think for themselves here's 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 a truth that you need to know yeah. the Bible says that we are born in sin and shaped in iniquity and so we're gonna gra- naturally gravitate towards the world so why in the world, if we're, if we're going to naturally gravitate toward yeah. the world, why would you leave a child to let him make decisions that he doesn't have the spiritual capacity to make? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so some stuff needs to just be, be you need to take this off the table. You're not, <laughs> you're not ready for this. Yeah, absolutely. You can't handle this. And I'm not trying to be, you know, the, the bad dad or the bad yeah. mom. But I'm trying to protect you. Yeah. That's what Pastor talked about Sunday about the boundaries. Yep. yep. The boundaries is not the law that I give you is not to to keep you from fun, yeah. but it's boundaries to to keep to you protect safe. you. And one one thing that you said that I feel like um, even 
again, even for me, I don't have kids. So I can only speak from either other people's kids or my experience as a child, Mm -hmm. right? But my parents set boundaries. Mm -hmm. We didn't have TVs in our room. We had one TV in the living room. So if you want to watch TV, everybody going to see what you're watching. And you're either going to watch it with everyone Mm -hmm. else or it's going to be out in the open. You're not going to go into your room. And so one thing that I hear a lot from parents is that, well, I don't want them to feel left out. All of their friends have a phone. Let me tell you something right now. Um, our kids are not supposed to look like everybody else's kids. Most definitely. We are not supposed to look like every other adult. We are supposed to be different. We are supposed to be set apart. We're going to be the ones that are not following the crowd. And so getting even it so i don't know if it's like instead of peer pressure it's like parent pressure right to be like oh yeah they have to have the latest this phone and this and that and, and all of these gadgets being, being desensitized to what is acceptable mm-hmm. and now our kids are coming to us saying, yeah well, so-and-so does it and the funny part that you mentioned that um this morning i uh, i was on facebook mm-hmm. and pastor sylvester had posted a scripture mm-hmm. in spanish it was psalm 91 and i read it and it was only like uh just one verse of it but immediately the whole entire chapter came to my mind in Spanish because my mom would have us remember Psalm 91, Psalm 23 Mm -hmm. in Spanish. And so literally I started saying it out loud because I'm like, wow, I haven't said this in a while. And I knew the whole thing. And I instantly thought of it on my way to work this morning where I'm like, wow, like Mm. we probably thought that that was real annoying, you know, driving to school or getting dropped off or whatever. And my Mm -hmm. mom's saying, okay, guys, we're going to say now Psalm 91. And we would say it and say it and say it. But I was like, I was saying it on my way to work this morning. And I'm like, man, this is so good. Like I have the word instilled in my heart, in my mind Mm -hmm. to where I haven't opened a Spanish Bible in I don't know how long, but I still remember the scriptures, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, But with the few minutes that we have left, I want to segue a little bit to now that we've been talking about parents and children, now us as children of God, Mm. right? Because if you weren't catching this, even though we're giving y'all some practical things, parents, you know, all all that kind of stuff, if you weren't catching it, um, we are also children. Mm-hmm. Right. And so some of us are in the you mentioned the three year old with the pacifier. Some mm-hmm. of us are in that stage yeah. as children of God. And yeah. so what does that um, our role as children of God, what does that look like? And what have you kind of been like learning and sharing um, to us personally? Well, I think going back to i think last week's sermon mm-hmm. uh or the week before maybe pastor was talking about he was sharing about genesis uh chapter three uh in when uh when the when satan or the serpent beguiled eve and got her not to eat i mean to eat of the of the tree he said that the lord god that the lord really say or god mm-hmm. did god really yeah. say Right, he took out Lord out of mm-hmm. the name of God, yeah. and it comes back down to as children, lordship. Yeah, you know yeah. what are we submitting ourselves to? What are we bringing ourselves under? Mm-hmm. What are yeah. we totally? Because if you piggyback off the parenting thing, you can't expect your kids to do something that That's you're not so doing. Good. You know, yes. if you're not being submitted to God, then why should they be submitted yeah. to God? Yeah. If you're not. If you don't listen to your your heavenly father, why should they listen to you? Mm-hmm. And so we have to get to the place where he becomes Lord, where yeah. what he says goes. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And we just we submit to that even when we don't understand. Yeah. yeah. There's there's gonna be moments when he asks us to do stuff that we're not gonna yeah. understand. Yeah. We and do it anyway. And you submit because you love. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's why we Most follow definitely. the commandments. And for me, the biggest thing that I struggled with when we talk about submit is submission. 
<laughs> I did not start, if I'm honest with myself, submitting to the Lord until I was in probably my mid thirties mm -hmm. or beginning of my thirties. Mm -hmm. And so, because I always looked at the word submission as a negative thing mm -hmm. of control, but pastor Juan said on the first series of uh, family first, that submission is not slavery. Submission mm -hmm. is actually freedom. Yep. What slavery is, is actually being um, controlled by your flesh. Yeah. And so for the longest time, because of my past and me allowing so many people to take control over me and abuse their authority mm -hmm. in my life um, the wrong way, when it came to the right authority in my life and understanding submitting to God, I bucked it so yeah. much because that's what I was used to doing until I understood mm -hmm. and that clicked yeah. that it's actually freedom when you look at submission in the mm -hmm. right way. And you mentioned something that I think we maybe got to, you know, um, define a little bit more, which is authority, right? Because yeah. we should be submitting under God's authority. Yeah. But that's another word that always has a negative connotation added to it too, you yeah. know? But again, going back to what Pastor Todd said, that's protection. So I want us to talk a, a little bit more about that, but we're gonna uh, cut to a commercial break. So you guys stick around, we'll be right back. Welcome back, you guys. Man, we're just having a tremendous time, you know, <laughs> really, because we, we've kind of gone like, full circle on everything right and you mentioned it from the beginning at first you heard the you heard the message on the role of children and all the parents were like yes tell them yeah get them kids you and know? then by the end the parents are at the altar and then going, you flip it and we're like oh no i'm so fault. sorry no, lord yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but one thing that we're talking about is you know us as children us as god's children you know co-heirs with christ jesus son of god came in as a man and had to suffer through the same things and worse yeah. than what we have as a human you know fully man fully god um but he still submitted his flesh mm -hmm. and his spirit under god's authority and so i wanted us to talk about that obedience to god and the authority that he has or should have if he doesn't already have in our life because a lot of the times when you talk about submission and when you talk about authority it comes with a negative connotation um but you were speaking a little bit on it where it's like man this is god's protection it's not mm -hmm. something that's here to be like oh you know fun killer <laughs> you know yeah. so uh if you guys want to share a little bit on that yeah it's, it's not it's not to kill you it's to to enhance you to grow you to develop you i think that one have one of the problems with society today and us as in general as human beings is we are selfish Mm. We see that in Genesis three again when, when when Eve she took up the tree when she it says she saw that it was good for food and when it was good for get, gaining wisdom. Mm -hmm. And so the reality is when she thought it was gonna enlarge her or do something mm. better for her, then she took from it yeah. and then Adam followed suit, right? So the reality is whenever we think that something is coming against us or it doesn't bless us in the way mm -hmm. financially or physically or whatever then we choose to dismiss it yeah. but we we serve a good god jeremiah yeah. 29 and 11 says he knows the plans he has for us plans of good not of evil to bring us to hope in the future yeah. and so when we know that we serve a god who loves us and has his, our best interest at mm -hmm. heart we can submit to him knowing even if we don't know what's on the other side of the yeah. door we know that on the other side of the door is uh, is is something good, yeah. and we're going to walk in His love. Mm. Yeah. 
Pastor Bacon. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's a question. Yes, go ahead. Because you shared you shared it before, right? Yeah. That even authority, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of us, and you're not the only one. Yeah. A lot of us have a struggle with authority. Yeah. Right. And so when we hear the word that we need to, you know, God's authority, ha- make sure that He's the ruler of our life and dictating our family. Mm-hmm. You know, whether that's you know kids grandchildren you know children at Mm -hmm. church all of that and submitting under that authority what um what would do you say what would you say is like the difficult part but obviously there is success in the end of making him lord of then saying okay you know what his authority has he does have full authority in my life and this is what it should look like yeah so first i'd say that lordship is when a person yields themselves mm-hmm. to jesus and pastor talked about that yeah. that it's giving over ownership that's good and you are submitting not to the flesh but to the spirit mm-hmm. and where that becomes difficult is when we hear the word authority yeah. or submission depending on the experience that you've had i go back to the beginning mm-hmm. where's that root yeah how are you feeling when you hear that word if it's automatically rising up in you yeah. anger and frustration a defense and a wall and like uh-uh you're not going to try to tell me what to do yeah automatically we first need to be able to understand where you're hurt what's broken yep what forgiveness that you need to have in your life towards people who have skewed what authority is mm-hmm. in your life and begin to understand what is the true God-given healthy authority? What is that definition? What does that look like in my life? Because they're two completely different things. And then you have the authority from, you take it to politics. Yeah, You can take it to any area of our lives of who are we submitting to? But when you're, when you're understanding the place, that the perspective where you're seeing from when you hear it, I, I'm a firm believer that we have to go back and heal that area yeah. and understand where that's coming from mm-hmm. or you won't be able to see clearly and understand what it means to really submit and having that authority of Christ over your life that it's actually going to save your life. Yeah. yeah. And one thing that Pastor mentioned, you know, was from uh, Luke 6:46 says Jesus speaking, so why do you keep calling me Lord? Mm-hmm. comma again lord yeah when you don't do what i say and so that he really emphasized the lord lord because it's the relationship mm-hmm. right we don't as parents you don't um set boundaries and rules for your children because it's just another chore to do or it's because what you know society tells you to do oh don't let your kids pass you know 10 o'clock at night yeah. you do it because you have relationship with them <sighs> and because you love them and care for them and you know that hey you know what? we're gonna have lunch breakfast lunch and dinner at this time because you want to nurture them you want them to be healthy you want their bodies to grow you do yeah. that because you have a relationship maybe you have a different relationship with your child and you're like you know what my child's more of a you know uh not loner but more of like a um what's the opposite of extrovert and more of an introvert, introvert yeah. right so i'm gonna I, I know because I have relationship with my son or with my child and I know that they need some alone time because we've been around people for a long time. That right. same relationship of making him Lord is whenever it comes automatically by default, I would say to say, man, why does why does the Lord want to protect me in this way? What's mm-hmm. what's something that maybe I'm not seeing in my human eyes that right. he has already seen because he's the designer of our entire world, you know, yeah. um, that is going to then ultimately benefit and bless me, right? Because we were talking about that earlier too, right? That the blessing comes in obedience. Mm-hmm. And so that yeah. relationship that we have with uh, when we make Jesus our Lord, yeah. 
and and then being able to um, reflect that to our children because we were talking about the parents right and sometimes we're not we are not modeling Christ in our homes and then we expect our children to behave a certain way. Yeah. But when we start having a relationship with God and really truly asking him to, to kind of demonstrate and show to us, okay, how do I parent? How do I father? Man, they're really frustrating me, yeah. <laughs> frustrating me right now. I want to whip that kid so bad or I want to man yeah. punish him and take him, you know, whatever. Um, but tell me, teach me how to do this. And I feel like it goes back to us being able to identify where we are as children and saying, man, you know what? Maybe in parenting, I'm still in the training phase. Maybe in parenting, I'm yeah. still in the teaching phase. Mm -hmm. And that's something that, you know, God, our father is then, you know, uh, training us up in as parents, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, and it's okay. Yeah. Like it's okay to still be a child or, you know, maturity level in certain areas, but submitting ourselves to the authority of Christ and saying, okay, Lord, like, teach me how to do this yeah you know well and then once you get to that what it just came to me when you were talking is the word control yeah because now now as we're learning to give the authority over to him and submit mm -hmm. now we have to give up our control yeah and walk this out by faith because we're people of the flesh who want to know and expect to know the end result in everything yeah. in every area of our life if we're honest with mm -hmm. ourselves well I want to know what's gonna happen so when we're taking steps by faith and when we're being obedient to his word in areas that we can't see, being able to be okay giving up control in the natural realm to say, okay, Lord, I give you control in this area and I just have to trust you with yeah. my parenting, mm -hmm. with my communication, even though it's scary yeah. and I don't know what's gonna happen. Mm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> ask, I'm gonna segue, I'm gonna throw, throw a, a, you know, a curveball at you, Pastor Todd, but because we've got a few minutes left and I was looking around the table, I'm like, wow, Pastor Todd's the only one. Um, <laughs> but we were talking about training, teaching, and then trusting. Mm -hmm. So we just have a few minutes. And so some of us are parents of adult ch children. Mm -hmm. So what we were learning is that as adult children, you know, parents of adult children, that's the trusting phase. Because mm -hmm. we've done the training, we've done the teaching, yeah. and now we trust. So... I know that's hard. Trust me, I'm an adult child <laughs> to a parent who struggles with that as well. Mm -hmm. But as being a man who is submitted under Christ, what would you say to parents uh, with adult children who have done, maybe done the process, maybe missed it in some sense, but now their child is an adult. And so mm -hmm. now it's the trusting phase of like, okay, I've done what I can. You're still parenting, parenting never ends. Mm -hmm but they're not necessarily children per se. Mm -hmm. uh, well, you got to get to the place again where you, you look to God and know that he is a good God. He's a loving God. Mm -hmm. um, the Bible says his word does not return void. And so at the moment where we don't have our hands on our children anymore, in fact, right just a second ago, I was looking <laughs> down at my phone because my uh, youngest daughter, who is uh, 23 now, mm -hmm. um, she just texted me and um it's interesting, uh, two days ago, I have two daughters uh, by a previous marriage. Yeah. That, um, 23 and how old? 23 and 24. Okay. And uh, they, um, or it might be 22 and 23. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, but they, you know, for whatever reason, their mother and me, uh, she, she left. And, mm -hmm. and so I found myself uh, parenting from afar, mm. if you will. Yeah. And um, I noticed it. A I did the best I could yeah. from as far as I could. And but even in that, we had our struggles, yeah. right? We had our struggles, and there were times they probably didn't like me very mm -hmm, much mm -hmm. because um, the households were were totally different. Mm -hmm. 
uh, than each other. And uh, but my my youngest daughter came uh, called my my wife a couple of days ago and said, "I now understand what Daddy was doing." Mm-hmm. And I I started crying wow, when I yeah, heard yeah. it because I realized that when they are old, they will not depart from exactly, it. Exactly. Yeah. All you can do is do the best you can. Mm-hmm. You submit to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, and then you trust trust that He. The same Lord that saved you, mm-hmm. the same Lord that, that caught you and, and brought you back into his presence will do that for your children, and they yeah. will learn to appreciate. My dad right now is the, one of the smartest men I knew, and I used to think he was a fool. I thought he was crazy. <laughs> and so the older I get, now I realize that what he was teaching me was always. And so my advice, I guess, would be just uh, in trusting, mm-hmm. uh, really trust the word of God. Yeah. Really trust that God is going to do what he says he's going to do. Mm-hmm. He's not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. What he said, he will. it will come to pass. Yeah. And when we're talking about, you mentioned the the child, you know, with the pacifier um, and continuing with the adult children. Mm-hmm. So many parents of adult children um, still want to control. Want to control. They still want to. Um, and some children probably are going along with it, right? Yeah. To still, um, I guess, handle their adult children as if they were uh, the f- yeah. the baby of the pacifier, you know? Mm-hmm. And so why do you, really quickly, just a few minutes, uh, Pastor Megan, why do you think it's important for parents to release that control and trust for their adult children, um, even if they did or didn't do the train teaching and all of that, you yeah. know? Because now you're you're dealing with two adults. Yeah. I would just sum it up and say that it goes back to healthy boundaries. If you're a parent that's listening right now, and maybe you are just getting it, you've come to the Lord, you're new in the Lord, and you have adult children, and you feel that you've missed it, and they're out there, and they're doing things, uh, worldly views, or they're not living for the Lord, Mm -hmm. I know that you're probably in a place that you're beating yourself up and saying, well, if I would have, could have, should have. And now what you have to understand is go before the Lord and repent but also know who you are and have a boundary don't hold that over your head and blame yourself walking Mm -hmm. around in this depression Mm -hmm. because you feel that everything that your kids are doing Mm -hmm. is your fault yeah or compensating in the physical thing correct because (laughs) and we're then going on the other where you're like now overly trying Mm -hmm. to do things that are now enabling them yeah with where they're at Mm -hmm. okay and knowing that there is a point like pastor todd said there comes a point where we cannot give an excuse to our parents for the way that we are. Yeah. There comes an age and a responsibility that as an adult, regardless of what environment you grew up in, that you have to step back and say, you know what? This is my fault now because I'm choosing to live this way. Let them go. Yeah. Let them go. I, we got, I know we got. You got, uh, you got a minute. Let them go because I know the, the prodigal son comes to yes, his father, come right? come on. That's where I was going. He, he comes to his father <laughs> and he says, give time. me everything that yeah. I that, that do me. Yeah. And the father had to get to the place where he said, hey, mm-hmm. go, go. Mm-hmm. Do what you got to do. You just can't yeah. do it in this house. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and you have to trust God, even though you might be at the window waiting for him to come mm-hmm. back. Right. Trust God that when he gets to the place of his lowest point, mm-hmm. he's going to remember that it's, it is better for me to be in my father's house yeah. and to be under his authority and to be under his rule than to be out here sleeping with the pigs. So, yeah. you know, just trust him. God will bring him back. That's so good. You know, I always every yeah. time, you know, a parent mentions the prodigal son, I'm like, hey, the child went to the pigsty. Yeah. He, the parent didn't bring the pigsty yeah, to yeah. his home, you know, mm-hmm. so yeah. don't allow, you know, parents of adult children 
don't allow your your adult children to bring that that pig pen home (laughs) that's sometimes where we sit in but man thank you guys thank you pastor todd thank Thank you pastor megan thank Thank you everyone for tuning in uh we just had an incredible show we'll see you guys next week don't forget to subscribe to the youtube channel um but we appreciate everyone for supporting and stick around pastor juan will be back y'all let him rest refresh and he'll be with us shortly uh thank you everyone for tuning in be sure to watch us on youtube at this is real with juan martinez and if you're looking for a home church you can visit us at www.getwrap.tv TV for all of the information, or you can write us at P.O. Box 671-626, Houston, Texas, 77267. And we want to thank all of our partners for making this show possible by showing love and support. And if you'd like to partner with us, you can do that by visiting www.juanmartinez.tv. And finally, we'll end the show with the heavy hitter of the week with the song Unity by For King and Country. So stick around, stay tuned, and as always, that's, that's a wrap. wrap. Come on. All right. <laughs> I finally said it. Good job, guys. (laughs) I did it. Hercules. Can we get a can we get a a a treat now? Juan Martinez from This Is Real. And I'm Stephanie Rave, and we're so glad you joined us. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to like, share, and subscribe and turn on your notification bell so you get notified every single time we have a new episode. And don't forget, in Houston, Texas, on 100.7 FM, every single Saturday night, we're on the airwaves from 6.30 to 7.30, man, with real people, real problems, real solutions. The show is rocking. Amen. But not only that, not only is the show rocking, we're also reaching 53 cities 51 state and county jails and prisons and what we're doing is we're bringing the word to them we're bringing them some laughter and some good times and some fire and so uh for that we need some partners so if you want to partner with us please click on the link below and don't forget to follow us on social media hashtag this is real or on any other platforms pastor juan martinez hey that's a wrap peace